Welcome to Discover Indie Film. I'm Jeff Howard, and I'm very happy to have Will Crown with me. What's up? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. We just did a kick-ass interview, so if you want to hear all about Will and his really brilliant film, Oksana, listen to the podcast before this one. And in fact, if you want to watch Oksana, I believe someday you'll be able to see it. I don't know when season eight of the Discovery Indie Film TV series is coming out, but I, Oksana's going to be part of it. Yes. And uh, I actually do have to deal with the Amazon Corporation on that one. I'll tell you more. But anyhow, this podcast episode, Will is going to answer the four questions, the Discover Indie Film four questions, which are name three favorite films, name an underrated film, name an overrated film, and name a lesser known film that people should seek out. And uh, again, you got to pay attention to Will and his stuff. We'll talk about that at the end. But right now, we're just going to get some fun recommendations. Are you ready to uh, share those favorites? Yeah, I am. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, favorites. This is uh, this is actually it's funny because if people listen to our other uh, interview, this is a studio film. But Interstellar, one of my favorites. I fucking love that movie. Christopher Nolan moved me. My heart. I literally in the theater. I saw it in theater, IMAX. And I stood up afterwards and was like, that's the kind of movie I want to make. It just made my, my, my heart beat, you know what I mean? Love it. So emotional, so impactful. And I love also the concept of like time and, you know, interspace travel and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, Uncut Gems. Great movie. And that also could be one that I would consider underrated. But great movie. Uh, Safety Brothers and... Frickin' Adam Sandler, man, as a dramatic actor, he's so good. He really is. Like he's he's talented. And if you ever watch him in interviews too, he's and from what I've heard about him as a as a person to work with, terrific person. Uh, I've never worked with him, so I can't say firsthand, but I would love to. And um, another one of my favorites, I'm gonna go with Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Did you see that in your youthful yeah. days at the theater? About a million times I saw it in my youth. It, it wasn't a theater. It was a... Uh, uh, no, it was a little before. I think it came out in like probably 85 or 6. Or it, I saw it at a drive-in theater in 11th grade in 1985. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't going to movies by then, but I just... I By the time it was on VHS, probably wore the tape out. I've seen that movie so many times. You know, the first one, of course, is the best... Um, but and one of the best scripts ever. Yeah, just the, is there a tighter time travel script than that? I don't. Think I mean, so. it kind of it's kind of puts the Terminator, which is also a great, great, great movie. Script. Yeah, great movie, Gazer. But that's such a special film. It's such a fun ride, you know. It's just a blast. So those are probably top three. Um, next underrated. Uh, well, 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 I want to. I'm oh, going to tell you a Sandler story because okay, I okay. can't help it. You know Sandler? No. Okay. If I did, would I live here? No, but uh, <laughs> today I'm talking to a friend who lives in Brentwood who's a dog person, and she's uh, at Brentwood Country Mart, and this beautiful dog comes up, and she's petting the dog, and she starts barely glancing up. The, the owner's just some scruffy guy with a beard, and she's like, oh, what kind of dog is it? And they have this nice little like 15-minute conversation. And then some Hollywood douchebags come over and say, hey, Adam, uh, we need you here. And, no. and he goes, well, nice talking to you. Bye. And she goes, oh, I guess I was just chatting with Adam Sandler. And he was the nicest, coolest guy. And he just loved talking to someone 
about his dog and how great dogs are. Oh, my God. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. And he just totally no airs. Yeah. So super, super, yeah. What you said about him is totally true. And by the way, what you said about him as a dramatic actor. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I think there's three or four of them now, and they're all great. Yeah. Spanglish, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Maybe there's not a fourth. Uh, he just did, um, what's it called? Uh, it was a Netflix original um, where he's a basketball scout. Oh, I didn't catch that it? one. It's good. It's good. I mean, I it, just watched the one with his kids. I actually kind of wept at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet, but it's a good movie. It's not uh, again. It's Uncut Gems. One of the reasons that I love it is not just because of his dramatic acting, but the pacing that the director set. Like my heart was just racing the whole time because of the, the world that they created. But the other one was a good story, too. And as I said, he's just a great actor, like an all-around actor. He really is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the, yeah, the second one is a film that is underrated. I would say 10,000 Years of Longing. Have you ever seen that? I don't know it. Oh, it's got Idris Elba. And he's a, a genie. It's fucking amazing, man. It's also one to TV, high TV. <laughs> TV high, to high TV. It's so good. Um, it's, how do I describe it? Uh, it just is, um, it's magical, but at the same time, it feels like, and I've watched it both ways, okay? Under the influence and, and not under the influence. And it's one of those that either way, you feel like you're tripping a little bit. Because it's like such a, it's a, a powerful story. It's well told, but it's mind bending the way that he goes throughout worlds and throughout time. A lot of the stuff is time related, huh? Back to the Future, Interstellar's got time theme, and then that's got a time theme. That's interesting. Yeah. Get some. Yeah, whereas uh, Uncut is obviously uh, a straight uh, chronological narrative, yeah. intense, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, honestly, time travel stories are are pretty goddamn compelling. Yeah. Because talk about imagination. Yeah, most definitely. I love that stuff. Man. All right, I got to see this film. Check it out. I'm sure you can find it anywhere. It's it, it it's not super old. It came out probably uh, four years ago, something like that, I'm thinking. All right, well, I added it to my list on my on my, my movies to watch list on my phone that that is getting way too freaking long. <laughs> All right. Overrated. Uh, overrated. Some people will hate on me for this, but Bo is afraid. I, I'm not saying that it's not a filmmaking wise. Good. Okay. But story wise, it didn't move me. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Okay. Well, but again, I, I, as you can tell, like in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is just me trying to make excuses for myself, but, but, uh, I either watch horror movies with the teenager or festival submissions. Yeah. And yeah. then on occasion, I get invited by a friend to the TV Academy screenings that are over in North Hollywood that are amazing. So that's how like, I get to see Oppenheimer and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. But yeah, so Bo is Afraid. Which one's that? Uh, Bo is Afraid is with Joaquin Phoenix. And oh, yeah. I remember seeing. Oh. It's a trip. Like it's it's also one where your heart is racing the whole time, but it's basically like you're in a bad dream. And I think that's what the director was portraying. You know how in a bad dream things can always keep getting worse 
you know, because you're trying to get out of the dream and you're trying to get out of whatever specific predicament you're in in the moment. And then all of a sudden it morphs to a worse situation than it was. And it doesn't really make sense. That's essentially what the movie is, in my opinion. And I know that a lot of people... And, you know, and, and it got rave reviews and you're like, it didn't really yeah, resonate. It, it didn't resonate at all for me. It just, um, for sure, it was artistic. And I guess that's a lot of where some of the reviews came from. But uh, to me, I don't want to watch a film for the sake of artistry. I don't want it just to be about being artistic. I want it to be something that's impactful, that like really moves me as a viewer. You know, I feel that. I, I totally agree. Uh, sometimes, I guess maybe sometimes I'll enjoy that. But it's kind of masturbatory, right? Like, just, yeah. hey, let me show you how disjointed and confusing I can make this story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, that's exactly how I felt when I was sitting there. You know when you've watched a movie and you keep thinking, okay, this has got to go, like, it's got to change direction. It's got to go somewhere. There's got to be a, an uptick here in a minute that, that will take us to some kind of resolution or character you're looking arc. for your three-act structure you're looking for your your, Not your plot specifically but you well, know i do be i do I, I watch films and i'm like you've got two to five minutes to actually kick in a plot before you're gonna lose me you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. like at some point we do need story yeah yeah it's uh you can go about two hours into this one and you haven't found it in my opinion and again hate it hate if you want but that's just my opinion it just wasn't there by the time I got to the end, uh, I kind of felt like I lost a couple hours. For sure. Understood. Yeah. All right. Well, the last one is a fun one. It's that lesser known that people should seek out. Although, honestly, you've, you've named a couple I didn't see. <laughs> yeah. Well, this lesser known one, and I should have looked this up beforehand. I was just trying to find because it was referred to me and I watched it. Um, it is a movie about, and I'm going to find it here. It's a foreign film. Okay. Um, it is about family abuse but it has such a huge drop um of the actual uh character arc like everything that happened it just scares the shit out of you when you find out what it is and i'm sorry that i don't have that right here i guess if if i have to and put because it's because it's a foreign film you can't name an actor or something no 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 there's no like name actors in it or anything like that that I, at least that i would be familiar well with. heck it's i've if if it pops in your head later Send it to me in an email, and, and we'll tag it on in the show notes. Yeah, but, uh, I, I definitely will. I'll put it to you because it's it's a story about this uh, all these family that come in for this family reunion. You have no idea where it's going in the whole beginning, and they're kind of celebration. Doing a good job. Yeah, celebration slash celebrating. Well, I think it's about like the but the, it's not the movie the celebration. Patriarch. It's not no, uh, no. not the dogma film no, celebration. No, no. Okay, gotcha. No, no. And then all of a sudden, you find out about some horrific stuff that's been going on, and it just gets more and more intense throughout. So I'll get you the the name of it. Like I said, it's a it's a lesser known foreign film that did well internationally in festivals. So you'd probably be interested, um, but uh, isn't well known. So check it out. Absolutely, cool. I will check it out when I can. Yeah, <laughs> and and if you haven't seen Celebration, you should check out Celebration. I have not. So that's one of those. You know, the Lars von Trier. He and two other. I think Danish guys were the the dogma movement where they just basically shot like handheld features and like totally frenetic. Well, this is dogma. So maybe it's not celebration though. Uh, it's definitely not. Because in celebration, it's like it's a family gets to a Dutch, a uh, uh, family gets together for the father's like. Are you sure it's called celebration? Because that sounds like the movie. I'm telling you. And I it's think, definitely dogma. I, uh, and, and when the, 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 
the blonde son gets up to give the toast. Yes, he says he that he was raped. Talks about how your his father fucked him and his it's sister. It's the same movie, yeah. man. No, that's celebration. Are you um, sure? Maybe I just saw it with the foreign title. Maybe that's what it was because it had two titles. But I didn't think Celebration was one of them. I would have remembered that. I was actually, interestingly, as you looked that up, uh, I was referred to that movie by Ian Bailey, who's a pretty well-known actor. He's the lead right now on the show From, and he he was Pinocchio on, like, Once Upon a Time, the ABC series and things like that. But... Was it Festin? Oh, yeah, Festin. That's that's that's, that's celebration. celebration. That's celebration. Oh my god! So yeah, you've seen that movie. People need to, to watch that movie. Blue, wow. blew my brain. Oh well, we just get. But actually, it's revealed in what, the first ten minutes. That, yeah, that. But that, still, though, like the intensity of it, the intensity and the reality of it, and Ooh. oh Heavy my man. god, I don't want to spoil it. But that thing towards the end yeah. when the father finally. Yeah. Stops denying. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Watch. It's a great film. It is a great film. It's a great film, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know it's both both with age and whatnot. But yeah, Thomas Vinterberg. Vinterberg. I can't even name more than one Dogma guy. Yeah. If I really so wanted weird. to be an indie film podcaster, you got to know all the all dogma, the dogma guys. Hell yeah, that's like your niche, man. Of course, it was it was so sexist. There was not a dogma. Was there a dogma female director? Mm, I mean, not that I'm aware. I of. mean, back then it was uh, it was so man. Yeah, 1998. Yeah, I actually got to see a screening of that through what's now called Film Independent, but back then I think it was Independent Feature Project. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a member with Film Independent. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Film Independent is superb. Yeah, they do great work. Yeah. All right, well, hey. Check it out. Excellent. Now I know it's Excellent. not just called Festin. I know that it's Celebration. How cool that you saw it as Festin yeah. instead of The Celebration. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a celebration, is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo. It's an intense ride. Oh, such a good film. And you know what? I haven't seen it. In a long time, about twenty years. Yeah, I just saw it actually, uh, maybe like three months ago. So it was, uh, you know, and I I don't often go back to the older ones, but when it's referred to me specifically, I'm like, I got to check that out. Um, there's just so much content out there, and I always enjoy. Whenever I do, I'm always feel like I found a, a diamond, and there's like a new part of my soul that's been illuminated. So I think it's important to watch older film. It is. It is. I mean, it's just, I know, because the delivery systems have changed, Mm -mm. because it's not the local cinephile video store where you're going and, like, they filtered it for you, and you go to the staff pick wall where you know you like like Elizabeth's picks best and stuff. Like, now that you go on Netflix or you go on a streaming service... And you flick around, and you move your you move your cursor around, and you're like, "There's a there's ten thousand choices, and there's no reliable reviews, and yep. and the odds of you watching something awful are like a hundred times greater than watching something great." And yeah. it's like, and it's but also all those choices make us not rewatch stuff, right? Like we used to rewatch films. It's you true. saw Back to the Future how many times? Yeah, I can't even count. And yeah. you loved Uncut Gems, and are, are you going to have time to watch it? A couple more times? No, you're going to watch nope. other new stuff. Right. Or we're going to binge another season of Atlanta. Like, it's just, it's just going to, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough, it's a wonderful time for people who love storytelling and cinema. Mm-hmm. 
But I regret the slow-paced days Me where, where you would just bring home... I mean, you would bring something home from the video store, and you watch it Friday night, and you didn't have to return it till Monday morning. You'd be like, well, let's watch it again Saturday. Yeah. I'll, see, I'll see things I didn't see again. Yeah. I miss watching things more than once. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm all about rewatchables. I also like... I enjoy when I'm really um, like engrossed in a film, but I also like when there's something in the background. So like if it's something that I really love and I enjoy, especially comedy, I'm all for it. If I got work to do and stuff going on, I'm like, put it on, and then I can like glance up and listen. And I'm probably not quite as productive as I should be with my work, but at least I'm enjoying my time, and I feel like I'm kind of in, you know... I'm doing I'm doing two parts of my work. I'm a filmmaker, so I should be watching film, you know, and, and I'm at least checking that box, so... All right, I should let you go, but I got a funny question based yeah. on what you just said, which is a tiny bit of ADD, you think, or no? Uh, yeah, 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 Because sure. I, I have a friend Always. who's been diagnosed with ADHD, and he says that having something on helps him focus on his work better. Yeah. He, the, the two streams of information actually give him more focus oh, wow. than if he's trying to pay attention to just one thing. I never thought about it, but yeah, I'm definitely... Um, kind of hyperactive at times and have a lot of stuff going on i always have different projects and like different irons in the fire so i wouldn't be surprised i i bet it's a value add yeah. as long as it's not yeah as long Tempered. as it's not as, yeah as long as it's not <laughs> on the spectrum to the point of of making someone dysfunctional i'm sure right, there's right. there's especially to be creative and just the dedication it takes yeah For all sure. right well well we will uh by the way, Will's website and social media will be clickable links. Yep. And uh, I will get us out of here with my closing spiel, which is thank you for listening to the Discover Indie Film Podcast. Please like and subscribe. Give it five stars. Give it a good review. Uh, say, boy, uh, I like hearing these movie references. I'm going to go watch Interstellar again because... It's a classic. It's a great movie. Because, and by the way, I mean, yeah, a lot of people shit on that one in the uh, Nolan canon. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't do as well, you know. And I really enjoyed like Oppenheimer for a big studio film was was well done, and I love true stories, so I enjoyed it for that aspect. But again, it didn't move me like Interstellar moved me. So yeah, great movie. Have you seen Tenet? I did. Is it worth my time? I still because the reviews. I actually never. I didn't talk my it. wife into watching it with me. I didn't finish it, and it takes a lot for me not to finish a movie. So, uh, you know, whatever that. Yeah, tells I you. heard I heard that too many times for me to bother forcing yeah. her to watch it with me. Yeah, it just didn't feel like a Nolan movie. But I still can't believe I've there's a Nolan movie I haven't bothered to watch. <laughs> I know that's exactly. It just baffles me. Yeah, uh, how how could I do that? But anyway, I have admitted I have skipped Tenet. All right, so anyway. DiscoverIndieFilm.com is how you learn about this podcast or the TV series on Amazon Prime Video that was born out of it. And if you want to see Will's film, Oksana, wait for season eight. Whatever, go to Amazon Prime Video and type in Discover Indie Film and it auto-completes. I think at IND, you see Discover India and then Discover Indie Film. is. But once you get that E in Indie, it's Discover Indie Film. I've I've studied this on many platforms. I'm sure. And... uh, Oksana played and kicked ass at the Sherman Oaks Film Festival. We hold that every November. You can learn more at ShermanOaksFF.com. And it's at ShermanOaksFF on social media. Sister Festival, Film Invasion Los Angeles, we hold every June. And that's FilmInvasionLA.com. And it's at FilmInvasionLA on social media. 
And there is actually a chance that one of these days I'll have to name a film invasion in another city like London. That would be awesome. But uh, waiting for uh, there might be it might be coming together. I probably shouldn't talk about it, but rubbing the hands together. That's dope. Also, uh, in the, somewhere in the Midwest, I can't I won't name. But anyway, yeah, we the idea was to spread the name a little bit. But I realize it's too much work for me, so I just have to find the right people. And if Gotta I can build a trust team. them, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I can trust them, I'm like, I bless you to carry on this tradition. Because, yeah. yeah, audiences all over deserve great indie stuff. Definitely. And, yeah, the last thing to mention is, is TV High. Just go to watchtvhigh.com. Fantastic independent films, stand-up comedy, cool shit to watch. No matter what state you're in. But if you do use cannabis responsibly, then TV High is for you. Go to watchtvhigh.com and enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> All right, Will. Thanks. Hey, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening.